Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, boo! Yo, Adrian! I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Hello, welcome to the cave. Thank you for joining me today. Ah, thank you for having me. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I can't wait for listeners, the viewers, of tune into the interview. They can see you on Netflix's Fubar. I binge, like I said off the air, I binge a show. Seven episodes in. We got one more to go. What a great series! Right, so far, so what right? do you think, man? Hold up, seven episodes. You got to tell me what you think. I love it. I love it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it's got, you. It's got that whole, you know, like uh, that action slash comedy. Like it reminds me kind of like those '90s action, like True Lies type of movies. That part, that part, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a nod to it for sure. So uh, yeah, we're gonna jump more into the series in a few minutes, but uh, you know, part of the show coming on, I want to get to know a little bit more about you and everything, uh, acting world, my friend. I know you grew up in Philadelphia, right? West Philadelphia, born and raised on the yeah. playgrounds for most of my days. Yes, sir. What what made you jump to the industry? What made you go for the uh, entertainment industry? Honestly, bro, uh, my senior in high school, right? I I had a tumultuous relationship with my stepfather. Uh, I got kicked out. Uh, I had a very uh, violent interaction with him, and I wound up moving from South Jersey, where I went to one of the best academic high schools, where I probably could have went to anywhere I wanted. Want to go to Ivy League? Easy. But then I found myself at Overbrook High School, which is actually Will Smith's alma mater, and I was like, yo, this is the hood, right? It's like people getting shot, stabbed, everything at my school. It was crazy. And I was like, I'm not going to get an academic scholarship here, so I need to figure something out. And uh, I wound up doing mock trial because the the year before the school actually made it to the city finals and won the city championship. And three of the people on the team actually got scholarships. One went to Dartmouth. And I was like, all right, maybe I'll do that. And my principal actually came to one. Uh, we went, we were, made it to the semifinals of the uh, city championship. And she said, hey, Milan, you speak really well. And I have this thing coming up and I actually want you to be our spokesperson for it. And I was like, all right, cool. That thing happens to be MTV's TRL, and Will Smith was the guest on the show, and I got to co-host TRL as a senior in high school. And that right there gave me the bug. I was like, yo, I got to go to LA. And it was acting or hosting. And I said, whatever door opens up first is a door I'm going to go through. And I wound up doing uh, journalism for six years, and then I I made the transition, and now I'm a full-time actor. Would you ever go to hosting again? Would you ever do it? Uh, I would love to do a game show. I love okay. games. I, I literally walk around with a game bag and I have a game bag on set every day. So every time we had lunch breaks, people come to my trailer and we just set up and set up shop. So game shows probably be the only thing I would love to host. Amazing. What's your favorite game? Did I read somewhere chess? You like chess? Chess definitely is my top game. But I think if I had to say favorite, it would be Connect Four. And that's okay. because the learning curve is so short. But it's it takes a lifetime to master, right? It's like everybody can play Connect Four, but everybody's not great. But I can just walk down the street and show somebody a Connect Four board and we can get busy. Whereas like chess is like, ah, I got to teach you something before we get playing. You've done a little voiceover work too, right? Video games? Uh, actually, I motion capture, really, right? So motion uh, Yeah, I was in a NBA 2K20. Uh, that I guess... That was like one of my first acting breaks. So I, I had a chance to play one of the characters in the story mode and that. And I got the bug. You know, I got to work alongside Idris Elba. And he poured into me, man. And 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 he really made the dream real. And then that's when acting started to take off from there. 
in the industry, who do you look look up to? Try to like watch their stuff, try to model like like just to make your craft bigger and better. Uh, who do I look up to? I guess if I say people I look up to, like I love people like Donald Glover. You know, he's a, a writer, actor, you know, I love the slashes, right? Because I write as well and I want to create and and I think he broke the mold. Like Atlanta was one of the first shows of its kind. Uh, I also love Larry David, man. Like from Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. Sunfield, like he really writes what we think, even though it's like, hey, in real life, if that character in Curb Your Enthusiasm is a real person, you hate him, but you love to watch him on TV for sure. What's your goal? What's the ultimate goal? Uh, ultimate goal is to, to be a mogul, right? I, I think uh, I love the Tyler Perry model. Uh, like, you know, you started your, your own thing, started on a stage and then you created things and then you're creating opportunities for other people. Ultimately, I consider myself a storyteller and there's certain stories that I, I feel like need to be told and I want to share those. So uh, that's definitely what I want to do is is create and give other people opportunities as well. Now you've been in the comedy slash action world. Is there like a certain role you kind of hope you get your hands on someday too? Oh, absolutely, man. And 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 again, like I, I, I want to create. So my goal is I want to be a treasure hunter, man. I, I love like Indiana Jones, yeah. anything about treasure, you know, uh, Uncharted movie was amazing as well. So that's my goal right now. I'm working on a project uh, searching for Moose's gold. And it's uh, basically it's like a, a treasure searching for Monta Moose, who's basically one of the richest people in history and uh, two brothers from the hood of West Philly actually get a chance to leave the hood for the first time and go looking for his gold. Are you excited about the Indiana Jones movie? I know I am. Oh my goodness. The last, listen, I binge watched all of them recently. So it's like, yes, I'm, I'm super hyped. Uh, it gets no better, man. It, 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 Steven Spielberg is a genius just for, for creating the series and Harrison Ford, man, come on. You can't miss. Th throughout all this, throughout like you know, your journey into the acting world and everything, uh, in the entertainment world. Did you ever think you were going to work with Arnold? Not a day in my lifetime. Like, it didn't even cross my mind, right? Yeah. So I, I'm sitting at home, and and now since the pandemic, you get a lot of self-tape auditions, and I see something come across my desk, and it's like, uh, action, comedy, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, uh, I'll probably never get this, but hey, why not swing for the fences? So I wound up, uh, got the audition, and I did no less than 50 self tapes right and i was wow. like hey out of this one of these has to be the thing and i was like i still was unsure so i'm gonna send you four takes i sent them four different takes and i was like one of these has to hit and here we are now <laughs> amazing uh so yeah um, let's, let's jump more into foobar now and everything you said four tapes did you have any idea which one they watched or were you uh, hoping that or you were hoping they watch out of those four I, I I had, so so I love sitcoms, right? And that's all I wanted to do is just be in a sitcom, have a regular job, a regular schedule. And and that's, so I was like, all right, I got big comedy. And then I was mm. like, all right, I'm gonna give you something a little bit more compact. Cause I don't know what direction this show was going in. So I said, hey, you got both. So you can see what I can do. And something that a, a comedy producer told me a long time ago, he says, I can never tell you to be funnier. I can always tell you to pull back. So I was like, hey, I'm a swing for these fences. And, you know, if anything, you can see I'm funny and I got the chops and you can always tell me to dial it back a little bit. What, were you, what was the description you were giving for Barry? Uh, lovable man child who is really great at his job and in the CIA. So how did you uh, prepare to play this role? Once you uh, man, uh, I feel like this is one of the things I feel like sometimes. It's kind of close to who you are, right? Mm -hmm. I've always been a, a blurred, 
you know, I've I've loved anime. Comics. He loves uh, pop culture, and that's what I was really into. Being a journalist made me always have to stay, you know, up with my game and and relevant. And I just really had to do a lot of research on like '90s and, and '80s like cartoons, like you know, He Man, Thundercats, uh, Voltron. And I just reached out to my older brother because my oldest brother is ten years older than me, so he had all the action figures, all the toys, and he gave me the scoop. And it was like. All right, that was that part was easy and now it's just like hey i'm already a nerd i love tech i love everything and it just felt like a glove man it fit like a glove how did it feel when you walked into one of your uh your filming days and you walked into your apartment and you have all those toys in there all those funko pops oh my goodness right i was waiting for that day and to see how much they built out the set, uh, it was ridiculous like they did all that in what less than 24 hours so mm. shout out to the production team and 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 what they were able to create and i was thoroughly in awe man like so the the attention to detail that they put into every single action figure from uh my uh action figure diorama which i talk about a lot in the show like it it was special man it, it felt like my brother's old playroom so playing this character barry also you're like i like him because he's he's funny but he also likes his toys and everything uh for you as an actor now, any challenges playing this character? Or was it easy to connect with him? Uh, if, if I'm being honest, I feel like sometimes there's a stereotype on what a nerd is, right? And mm. that was my biggest thing is I didn't want to be the stereotype, right? Like, uh, growing up, I was always the, the corniest kid in the hood and X, Y, Z. But now in Hollywood, I'm kind of cool. And I was like, when did I become cool? <laughs> and so, so playing this, it's like you have to fight with what Hollywood says is cool versus like, if I go back home right now, like my brother spent over 12 years in prison, all his friends, everything's I'm soft. Like I'm a nerd to them, but you know, so it's like trying to to make the mold of what's true to me and staying honest to what it means to be a nerd means to be a geek to me, but also making it, you know, digestible for the world and, and, and universal because storytelling is, is what brings us together. So I wanted to tell a great story that everybody could connect to. What do you what do you love about this character? Um, he's an underdog, man. I've been an underdog all my life, and and I think he's the lovable underdog that you want to root for. You want to see him win because ultimately, you know, he comes from nothing. Barry uh was grew up in in foster care, and he didn't really have a family. So just like me, I moved to L.A. I I didn't have a, a single friend when I moved out here, and I uh, somebody took me under their wing, and now I spend every Christmas at their house. And Barry's the same. So Arnold's character, Luke Bruner, took Barry underneath his wing on his day one uh, at the CIA. And he brought him in and Barry will do anything to take care of his family and make sure they're good. When you first watch in, when you first start watching the series, you know, at first we see you and Arnold, Luke, and uh, before we even meet the team, how do you describe mm-hmm. like that relationship and that bond between you two? Oh, it's 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 like it's a father, man. Like like yeah. like Arnold really was like a dad to everybody on set. And he he pours into you constantly. It's like you get to that level and they say never meet your idols. Right. Because you'll be disappointed. But nah, like Arnold is surpasses anything you could ever imagine. And he wants to see you win. He'll sit there and ask you questions like, yo, what do you want to do? What is your goal? And help you build out vision. Cause that's what he's all about. It's like, have a clear vision. And if you have that, no matter your ups and downs, your struggles, you'll be so focused on that goal. It doesn't matter. And you'll just be excited to get there. So, you know, to answer your question about, you know, building that chemistry, that relationship with Arnold, it was easy. Cause on day one, Arnold was like, yo, 
you made me break in my audition. You are hilarious. And I think you're an amazing actor and we're going to have a good time. So from that, it was like, yo, I'm hanging out with my friend. I'm hanging out with my dad. I'm having a good time. Yeah. And sometimes that's like the best feeling when you're working on stuff. I've had a guest on where it's like, when it's like a family type of niche show, it's like, it's easier to work with and the flow is easy. A hundred percent. And I think it starts at the top. Like one thing Travis said on day one. So as soon as we landed, the first thing he did is give us like some weapons training and in weapons training, Travis was like, we're supposed to be like best friends. Can we like, uh, can we like go to dinner or something? And so, you know, we went to dinner like that first Friday we were out there, we all hung out and we all hit it off. And I think the main thing is we're all super humble and we we just want to make something good for the world, right? We've been stuck in the house for two years, the pandemic, and now we're all coming out of it. And it's like, yo, let's make something that feels good. And I feel like that's what we did. We also see now your character interacts with uh, Tina, played by Parna. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the way that, ah. you know, your character has the crush on her, wants to go out with her and everything. Uh, tell us a little bit about that chemistry. Oh, man. First off, shout out to Aparna. She's amazing. So giving, so loving, super sweet. And yeah, like, just like me, like, I, I haven't always had the, the best luck with women and I haven't been the most confident all my life. So, you know, uh, Tina is on loan. Aparna plays Tina in the show and she's on loan uh, from the NSA uh, to the CIA. And immediately, as soon as she walks through the door, whoo! She takes my breath away. And uh, so so Barry, not being great with girls, he's great at his job, but not mm-hmm. great with girls, has to, you know, figure it out and struggle through it. And that's why, as I said, episode seven, my favorite episode is when Barry actually steps up to the gate and, yeah. you know, that's when his arc really starts to arc, arc, arc. And, you know, he gets a little bit of love advice and it gets a little wild and a little crazy. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes with your character is when you do the swap in the jail. And your character is in there. And when he's hearing the screaming... That's what we kind of know. We see a little, you know, you're scared. You get a little bit scared. So, so yeah, I I, I make a joke because like my brother, uh, I told you, he spent 12 years in prison, uh, you know, but now he's turned his life around and created a whole restaurant down North Pizza where they only hire ex-felons. But I always tell them I'm not built for jail, you know, mm-hmm. and I, jail is a scary place. And, you know, and prison is different than jail. He'll, he'll correct me on that. And, you know, it, it's so in real life. I wouldn't want to be any part of that. So to have to play that on TV, it was like, it, it stuck me to my soul. It was like to take your freedom away and be in a Turkish prison where people are getting shanked and killed every day. No, thank you. No, thank you. So, but I think that just shows, you know, Barry's heart. Like he knows he's not built for that. He knows he would never survive in that situation, but you know, uh, lives are on the line and, and the world is more important than just one person. So he will do anything to save him, the family, and also to save the world. We mentioned family. There's been a few times you've also been referenced as Uncle Barry. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I, I make the line, uh, Black Don't Crack. I got to add that in the script. And uh, yeah, like Arnold took me in. So Monica's character, Emma Bruner, um, I, I came into her life when she was about 11 years old. So I've been a part of the family since since she was knee high to a grasshopper. And uh, now they all took me in. So it's like, I get the the fun of playing both sides of the show because I'm a part of the CIA, but I'm also a part of Arnold and, and Monica's family. And, and it's great to be able to have that dynamic and to be able to switch in and out. Out of all these, all the characters are amazing. They all have like a little arc for their storyline too. Like, but other than your character, who's your favorite character? Oh, I think hands down would be Fortune's character, right? So uh, she plays Rue. 
And I like I feel like Nick was like, you're the comedian. I'm going to give you all the punchlines. I'm going to give you all the jokes. And I low-key had close to a perfect score on my SATs in math. And she's also a mathematician in the show. So it's like the fact that she tries to shoot a bullet from a hospital, like on the like the seventh floor, uh, like almost two miles away and does all the math. Like, hey, that is amazing. And I would love to do stuff like that. What's your favorite uh, scene or episode? You said best, you just episode seven is your favorite, but is there a certain scene that... Oh, 100%. When I come in asking about for se- when Barry comes in in episode seven asking for sex advice is hands <laughs> down my favorite episode. And I think it's one of the episodes that really brought us together because we yeah. all get to joke on each other just how you do with your family. So it's like, yeah, like, hey, I had sex, you know, one time with my cousin's cousin and it wasn't great. I think that right there takes the cake for me. <laughs> I got to know, is, is there going to be any bloopers that get released? Because all these one liners, there's no way you guys are not breaking character oh i don't break it's like no i'm playing no there's there's going to be tons of bloopers and i think what everybody will be surprised about is the one who ad-libs the most and and it's those in random lines is arnold like he'll come in this ad-libbing and it's like you just got to be ready to keep up and uh, a lot of times arnold broke people and it was great man so we have eight episodes for this season what do you hope audience will remember mostly about your character and your performance uh i think I hope that they will be like, oh, this dude is funny. That's what I want first and foremost. But also I want them to to be be able to relate and, and see that, you know, no matter how dark it is, no matter what you think your shortcomings are, like mm-hmm. you can always achieve. You can always add value to something, right? Because Barry has a heart condition, so he can't get out in the field and do what everybody else is doing all the time. But even still, he contributes and makes sure we all win in the end. So I want people to realize like underdogs, like it's okay to be an underdog. It's an exciting place because people count you out. So this way it gives you a nice little way to sneak in and surprise somebody. So. What about for like themes or messages for people watching the show? What do you what do you hope the, the main theme will be watching the series? The main theme is is um love conquers all, man. Love mm-hmm. conquers all, but in a funny way, right? Because you can say love conquers all, you get this deep dramatic piece, but no, like let's have fun, man. Let's have fun, let's love and and, and keep partying, man. It's the summer, man. It's time to turn up. Like I said, we're a few few a uh, few days away from the release of the series and uh so far the reviews have been great uh thank you any ideas for another season have you heard anything yet i know it's kind of early you know um uh nothing yet you know uh netflix hasn't hasn't given the whole green light yet so i think they're going to yeah. wait until you know see how the world receives it so i'm excited you know i, I i've been uh, pitching my little storyline that i want cuz everybody else got to have a little backstory and I love anime, so you got to have a good backstory. Barry grew up in foster care. But what if, what if Barry was trained as a ninja, then he got brainwashed and he doesn't remember, and then it gets unlocked by getting knocked in the head or something like that. Next thing you know, <laughs> Barry's out there kicking butt. Amazing. Uh, Milan, what's next for you now? Any other projects you're allowed to tell us about that you got coming out or you're going to work on? Uh, I'm working on a project, uh, very personal very special to me it's called uh you know uh searching for moose's gold and um you know loosely uh it's two brothers from the hood searching for uh, monsa moose's gold and you know the richest man in history and i think that's super exciting because you've never really seen a treasure hunter for the first time you always see people who you know have already been deep in the game and are really good at what they do but 
a fish out of water, like never leaving the hood. And next thing you know, here you are in Africa traveling across the seas, mm. man. I think that'd be a lot of fun for people to enjoy and a great message. Amazing. Is that is your plan like on streaming service for this or what's the plan? Uh, the plan is like who whoever wants to get it, they can yeah. get it. There you go. Uh, how can listeners and viewers find you on social media, keep up with you with everything? Hey, you can find me everywhere at Milan Carter, M-I-L-A-N-C-A-R-T-E-R. Milan, this was great. I thank you for giving me a few minutes and hopefully we get a season two. We get you back on the show. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.